Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. It's Matt. I'm Dory. Here we are. Yep. Day 544. <laughs> Does feel never ending. We've sent for you. We hope you received this. <laughs> um, yeah. So it continues. I'm trying to think of what I did this week. You put together a very large shelving unit in my office. Ugh. Yeah. So if anyone follows me, well, I was actually, it was close friends only mm. on that one. So Dory says, hey, if I get a bookcase, can you assemble it? I believe I showed it to you. I believe I half paid attention to it. Mm. And I said, sure. And then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven boxes showed up from Ikea. Uh... 
and it, they sat there from when did they get here? Tuesday. Yeah. So they sat for five days, and then all of a sudden, a box gets unpacked, two of them, and I see glass, and I'm like, "What is this bookcase?" Um, and then yesterday, I decided to to do my wife the service of building it. I had her sort some parts, and that was the extent to which I allowed her to help. I did offer to help several times. Yes, but I said, oh, it'll be a lot easier if I just do it on my own. Turns out, it was. (laughs) So, I did it. I estimated it would take six to eight hours. I think I got it done in six with with two breaks. And I built a, a... fucking enormous bookcase i'm looking at it right now it's got a central cabinet location (laughs) bottom doors and top doors the top doors are glass the shelves (laughs) in the top section of the middle are also glass uh it's wild I mean, I guess you could buy multiples of those and just run it along a whole room. Yeah, it's modular. You can get as many as you want. That's why there were extra brackets then, Mm, I'm guessing. Probably. Because I tried to follow the instructions to the letter. And like all Ikea things, once you build one, the next one becomes much easier. Bo is barking. I'm very confused what's happening in this house. Just keep podcasting. I'm potting. Um, so, yeah, I spent all night doing that. It was very tiresome. Then I had to clean up what I would describe as a factory's worth of cardboard. Because all of this stuff shipped in cardboard. Luckily, a recycling bin was empty. But one hour after I started cleaning, it was no longer empty. It was completely full. Of cardboard. Of cardboard. So it was, a, it was, I would describe it as a, a trial. In some ways, relaxing, you know, because I'm just focused on one task and, and going from A to B with it, which is why I enjoy, you know, the meticulousness of uh, guitar repair and building. Uh, but yeah, I did it. I wouldn't recommend it to a friend. But if anyone needs to build the, what was it, the Husvana? I believe it's called the Havsta. Havsta. Because she has to have it. (laughs) Um, If anyone needs one built, let me know. I'll just need six hours and a large, clear space. Look, I'm not going to lie. It looks amazing. And it looks very expensive. It does? Yeah, it looks like a built-in. Well, relative to all IKEA products, this was expensive for IKEA. Well, it is actual wood. Not not expensive uh, wood, but it it's is wood. Pine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. There I will say there's no veneer happening. Yeah. Which it's is painted. In ninety nine percent of IKEA furniture, it feels like. Yes. And what I was fascinated by was the fact that I had to build these little baseboards. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Yeah, I wonder why they don't have it just sitting on the ground. Well, I mean, look at it. Now it looks like it's part of the molding or something. 
We're yeah, all just I, staring at this IKEA. I think, I think they want it to look like a built-in. Yeah, so it stayed outside in the backyard for five days, and then I was like, I don't want to let a whole other week go by with this thing just sitting here. And then once Dory sort of sent the uh, her own personal egg signal of unpacking two boxes <laughs> and laying out the parts, that I figured was my, he'd get the hint. That was my cue. <laughs> You know, and I've slowly been clearing out this room for her. Um, we're almost there. Yep, it's almost there. Uh, and then we're going to take the old the kitchen table and turn that into Dory's desk. Yep. And then Dory's desk will go somewhere. Where old desks go to die. Yeah. It's a beautiful solid wood desk. It is. Um, you know, vintage. Yep. If anyone lives in the L.A. area. I offered it to Sus because, you know, she likes refinishing yeah. mid-century furniture. And she was like, not not for me. Well, she was like, I have too much stuff. Oh, well, we all so, have too much stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a little small. It is a petite desk. Yeah, it's good for a typewriter. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe an ink blotter, but like mm-hmm. once you have a... Well, the right half of Dory's desk is what I would call hodgepodge. Currently, yes. Yeah. I would like for it to be more clear. Yeah. She's Working got, she's on got, it. She's got fake candles and real candles. Yep. A speaker. Not a sound. Not not speakers for a computer. Just like a, a Bluetooth speaker. Oh, I use that to play the voicemails on here for you. Okay. Dory's hit podcast from the Forever 35 team. It's here for you. If you're pregnant or happen to be pregnant... Here for You just did an episode on pregnancies. We did, last Thursday. During this uh, times. It's called Pregnancy During a Pandemic. Yep. So that's available for anyone who needs a comforting uh, cat door. Um, the other things that are going on around here, was uh, we're talking about getting a doggy door. So I looked into those to the point of uh, having to measure Bo, and then I was like, Done. At that point, I was like, well, okay, note to self, measure bow. (laughs) (laughs) The end. Uh, So, yeah, because bow is a habit of not knowing which parent he wants to be with um, at at a given point. Most of the time, it's Dory. He really is Dory's shadow at this point. Um, Probably because she's in the house most of the time. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so we're talking about a doggy door, something that would allow Because he stands him. at my office door and scratches at the door, and usually I'm in the middle of podcasting, and I have to say, hold on, I hear my dog, I have to go get him. And I let him in, and then he jumps on the couch, and he snuggles in. Yeah, he, like, lays on this. But if I say to him, Bo, do you want to come in my office? He doesn't move. No. And then he hears you, and he's like, yeah. mm, oh, that's what she said. <laughs> I'm a dog, I don't really understand human <laughs> words. I better go. Yeah. Um, but... Let's see what else is happening here. Did a couple of more Star Trek podcasts over the week. You sure did. Finally put a clear coat on the um, Les Paul that I've been refinishing for since the start of the pandemic. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Yep. And yeah. That's pretty much what's happening here. Henry's walking a lot. Henry's walking quite a bit. He turns one next week, guys. This week? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He turns one this week. It's <laughs> Sunday. We're recording. 
And he turns one on Friday. Yeah. So it's been a year of Henry. And let's see. My review so far of the baby. I'd give him I'd give him like eight out of ten Andes. Oh. Yeah. Well, what does he have to do to get the last two Andes? Um I just have to be a better parent, that's all. Oh, I see. It's really on me. It's really about you. Um, no, he's great. He's a great kid. Parenthood. What do you think? Everyone out listening to this that's trying to have a baby and going through science baby dumb and, you know, is it everything it's cracked up to be? Sure. Would I do it any other way? No. So that's your answer. There you go. Dory, how would you rate your baby on a scale of to Andes? One to ten Andes? <sighs> Probably a nine. Nine Andes, yeah. not ten Andes. This baby's not getting ten Andes. Well, you know, I always like to leave a little room for improvement. Exactly. I think that's that's key. Yeah. Yep. I think that if when we... It, with, with a baby. If we never let them think that they're doing <laughs> correct, great greatness, then... Then they'll never do greatness. Uh, oh, another thing I did this week, or today actually, was I, I finally wired the record player. Oh, yeah. So. And you, I think you correctly wired it. I think it played the whole side of the Marvin Gaye album. Great. Yeah. That's a two-disc Marvin Gaye collection. Wow. Um, so that's, that's exciting. I mean, look, it's been a while since we've had a fully functioning record player, our old receiver used to just turn off 20 minutes in because it thought nothing was happening because it was an analog signal. But this receiver is smarter? <laughs> it is smarter. Uh, but also the TV was on, you know what I mean? Oh, I see. So it was putting a picture up and it didn't, it therefore didn't turn off, mm. I think. I don't know. Where is it living? In that bottom thing? Yeah, that's where it lives. That's where it's always lived. Mm-hmm. Because it slides out. Yep. It's a slide out drawer. Yeah. Which I think is great. Very handy. You yeah. You know, part of Dory's furniture collection from the before times. Yeah. Yeah, that thing is like 10 years old at least. Where'd that come from? Overstock.com. Wow. Who put it together herself? That's Needed. solid wood. Yep. I had to drill three inch holes through it. Yep. To do all the wiring. Yep. What was it before? What do you mean? Was it always an entertainment center? Yeah. Well, why didn't you have holes in it? I don't remember. Hmm. You probably just had a DVD player and a cable box at the end. It had holes in it. I had to, I had to drill three-inch holes. It didn't have any holes in it? Are you sure? It, I think it had like... It one. had holes in it. You just wanted to put more wires through. Well, we have eight billion things yeah. over there. No, it had holes in it. 5.1 Dolby surround sound. Mm-hmm. Cable 7.2 on that system, but... You know, it's funny. It's I've like I've like looked into other entertainment like media center things. None of them have enough space. None of them have enough space. It's so weird. Well, I think that like receivers are like particular and of a bygone era. Mm. People are now, people now do like sound bars from Sonos or something. I see. But you're old school. I'm old school. I like an actual receiver. Yep. Um, our receiver is still, it's 4K, you know, so it can do 4K picture. Yep. Just like our television. Mm-hmm. Um, and it handles the 
fact that we have a PlayStation, an Apple TV, uh, you know, formally, it's it's free spots now. Oh boy, I better get some more stuff. That's true. So we just have YouTube TV now. So it's a YouTube Live. What's it called? YouTube TV. YouTube TV. And uh, but yeah, that's that's it's sort of it's been a lot of odds and ends in the house this week. It's been an odds and ends week, I would describe. Uh, my goal is to go back on a whole 30-ish diet starting on Monday. So that'll be interesting. Thank God Instacart had enough sausages. <laughs> Matt bought out all of Costco's sausages. I did not. I did not. <laughs> I bought four packs of sausage, but they're like double packs because it's Costco. So I've got I've got enough breakfasts for at least a month. Great. So that's going to be good. You got to start the day right, you know? Yeah. If you start I agree. the day wrong, you just get off on this whole And then you're like the day's shot, I might as well just eat this cake. Yep, but it's, instead I started with a cake today. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um I wish I was kidding everyone, but that was true. Uh I didn't eat a whole cake. I just sort of ate the rest of the cake although i've been throwing out chunks of it because mm. i ordered a whole cake from a favorite local bakery of mine to support them because i don't want them to go out of business so ordered it cut it up bagged it froze it etc and then i was like you know this instacart order that i placed on wednesday would not deliver until sunday <laughs> and i was like i got till then to deal with this cake before sausage arrives and I got, I'm going back to some sort of healthy eating with some sort of schedule. I'm talking a lot. Apologies. Although I guess it's a podcast. Yeah. Anyway. You have a lot to say. How was your week? My week was fine. I feel like it was busy. Um, I'm feeling good about my office i'm feeling like finally i can get everything sorted yep and that's feeling good yeah um well have you thought about this middle section of glass like what you're gonna put in there i don't totally know odds and ends knickknacks yeah like i could take pictures well i have the pictures on the shelves right so i think they're gonna stay there okay because i like them there um but yeah, I don't know. Do I put like vases in there? Do you have them? Yeah, they're in the kitchen. I don't know. No? Yeah. I don't think so. I could just put books. You could put like your Cable Ace Award. My what? Your ca- Remember the Cable Ace show? The Cable Ace Awards? No. It was an award show in the 90s, late 80s into the 90s, probably into the 2000s that was for cable television. Wow. It was for, for shows like Gary Shandling to get recognized. and Oh, sure. And, you know, uh, Dream On. Things that the Emmys ignored because the Emmys did not care for cable at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Look at them now. They, they don't care about television. They just exactly. love a Netflix uh, um, or an Amazon Primes. Yeah, I I, ha- I have thought about it and I haven't come up with like the perfect thing for the middle thing because it really implies like a display. Yes. And I was like, well, I guess I could take some of the things that are currently in like the bar section, put them in there. Yeah, but even then you would run out of stuff to put in there. Yeah. It's a lot of space. It is a lot of it's space. It's almost like you need to like 
get more pictures. P I T. Not pictures. Not pictures. <laughs> um, I do think that the the like the the shelf that juts out would be a nice spot for pictures. Hmm. Well, I mean, guys, this is uh, evolving. She's been wanting this uh, storage situation for a long time. She finally got it. We've been in this house for a while. Oh, other house update. There was a squatter. Yeah. I went over there, guys. Because, you know, it's still ours. <laughs> uh, and the gate was all funky. Our automatic gate. And I was like, what is happening? And then I realized that I did some reading. And I was like, oh, the sensor is out of alignment. And then I aligned the sensor. And ta-da, it worked. Thank you. Good job, everyone. Um, all right. Well, everyone, please do call us. We got no voicemails this week. No voicemails. If you want to call us, you could call us at uh, some number, one baby. 413-461-BABY. 413-461-BABY. Or you can email us at dorianmatt at gmail.com or mattanddory at gmail.com. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. In this time of need, Care.com is here to help. Care.com helps you find high-quality care for children, aging loved ones, home, and pets. Care.com is there for you in your time of need whenever your circumstances change. Like if your aging loved ones need help getting to a store or buying necessities, Care.com can help with everyday tasks that they might need a hand with. They have the largest selection of local caregivers and easy ways to find, manage, and pay for care. And they also provide the tools and information you need to guide you through the hiring process, like reviews and background checks. And Care.com HomePay can help with all of your household employer obligations, including payroll and taxes. We love the Care.com premium membership, and that's where we found our beloved dog walker, Mary Jane. It's super easy to use, and they provide you with all the tools you need, like background checks, you can read reviews, you can see all their qualifications, certifications, et cetera. It's the best way to find anything, anyone you need for your home. To, to save 30% off a Care.com premium membership, visit care.com slash adventure or use promo code adventure. That's care.com slash adventure or promo code adventure for 30% off a Care.com premium membership. All right, we're back. Bo has arrived. He has. He made his presence known. <laughs> he decided to... Uh look at me very sad yeah matt was like there's no room on this couch there's like a pile of coats and he was like and yep and look at this Bo. i moved the stuff and then he's like okay coming up (laughs) so here he is Uh, all right this first email is from yana And she writes, to my dearest Dorian, Matt, I'm a first time writer. I just have to say that I absolutely love the pod. You two are incredible humans who never failed to make me laugh and who made my IVF journey feel so normal. Firstly, just wanted to note how crazy this pen is this pandemic, huh? Well, I mean, it's crazy. Certainly. Uh, Cautious. Uh, We should all be a little cautious here with this whole desire to get everything going again so quickly um but yeah i mean honest to god guys i think i would probably like see some friends here and there or 
go to Vegas once or twice, but otherwise my life's pretty much the same. Yeah, but this is all predicated on you going back to work. If you don't go back to work, then we're going to have a little bit of a problem. Which is you're going to be annoyed with me? No, we're going to run out of money. Well, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I'll just figure it out. Get another job going. Oh, boy. All right. I'm a registered nurse who is still working full time in a high secure psychiatric hospital. So I've not really felt any difference in life apart from everyone around me complaining about being bored. <laughs> oh, and might I add, I'm 27 weeks pregnant. Wow. We are expecting our first science baby in July. And the only thing that slightly worries me is that everything is going to go south and my husband won't be able to be in the delivery room with me. Mm. I wonder if anyone else out there has really thought about that or if anyone has experienced this already. How did they cope? 420 square meter house in Sydney, Australia with my beautiful husband, two Maltese terriers and one science baby on the way. Well, Yana, may I recommend the episode of Here For You called Pregnancy, Pregnant in a Pandemic from last Thursday. I think you will find that not only have people thought about this, but we heard from some listeners who had gone through it already. Yeah, that was an episode that I was recording and I bust through the room and go, hi. And she's like, <sighs> I was so annoyed. I'm I have to edit that out. I'm like, what? Recording a podcast about being pregnant during the pandemic. Like, and I was like, sometimes oh. I would just leave it in because like, who cares? But we were talking about like pretty serious stuff. And Matt's like, hey, guys, la -di -da -di -da. <laughs> not a care in the world. I'm sanding things. So I edited it out. Mm -hmm. um, Yana, we'll be thinking of you. And if any excellent listeners have thoughts, please share them. All right. We're still getting emails about the whole sister situation. Uh, you know, I think it's a hot topic. It's probably the topic of the quarter. And uh, eggheads need to let us know how they feel. Well, we heard from an egghead named Sammy, short for Samantha. Mm -hmm. She says, I'm a longtime listener, first time writing in. I've been wanting to share my story with y'all. And after hearing the email about the sister drama, I felt like this would be a good time because I've had a lot of family drama surrounding my infertility. In 2014, after about a year of trying and having the basic fertility workup, I got pregnant. Five months later, I heard those horrible words. I'm sorry, there's no heartbeat. We were devastated, and 24 hours later, I delivered our beautiful sleeping daughter. When we told friends and family, I was shocked with my family's response. I was expecting a bunch of support, but I got the complete opposite. Hmm. My own mother told me two weeks after I had, I had delivered that she didn't understand why I was still so upset and that it had been weeks and I should be over it by now. I was in utter shock to hear that from my mother. One of my cousins decided to cut me out of our family's annual picture book, which what? had pics of me pregnant and ultrasound pics because it was, quote, too hard on the family because my daughter was a reminder of a broken promise. W what? WTF. After those two situations, I decided to distance myself from the family for a while. I knew if I saw either one of them, I would go off on them. The next two years after that, I had five miscarriages before finding out about my balanced translocation, which was the cause of the five miscarriages. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? 
maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Carriages. When I told my family that I had finally had a diagnosis, my grandma said, quote, maybe this is a sign you shouldn't have kids. It's not the end of the world. Talk about another blow to my heart and self-worth. I come from a large Catholic family, so I always felt looked down upon for being so open with my struggles, but it helped me heal and felt like if I talk about, then it may help others and want to be a less taboo thing. Well, fast forward a few years, I have no contact with my mother other than the awkward annual family gatherings and have little contact with my cousin. We decided to move out of California and move to Idaho to move on to IVF. After two rounds of IVF and two transfers, we have an amazing 21-month-old son. Thank you for reading. I know this is long, so if you want to cut things out, you can. Or if you have too many emails, you don't have to read it. Sammy, we read your email. We read the whole thing. A broken promise. And this is two adults, one science toddler, two pugs, and a boxer in 1,700 square feet in Caldwell, Idaho, which is 30 minutes outside of Boise. That's such a weird-ass thing to say. Yeah. The broken promise thing. Her family sounds... Weird. Like they all need therapy. Or they only need to go to confession and confess to being assholes. (laughs) I mean, that's just... What would the penance be for that? Probably uh, 10 Hail Marys and an Our Father. 
Mm. Not even a full rosary. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't... Uh, people are odd. People have different hang-ups about different things. I think people have a people have a strange way of dealing with their discomfort. Yeah. But calling it a broken promise. Yeah, that's completely fucked is up. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. So weird. I can't get over that phrasing. Yeah. You haven't seen your mother. You don't see your mother except for family gatherings. You have a 21 month old. Congratulations on that, by the way. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. Who needs your, you don't need your cousin. You're fine. Yeah, I'm sorry, though. That's a shitty situation. All right. This next email is from Anonymous. She writes Hi, Matt and Dory. Looking for some advice for how to support my older sister. I have lots of personal experience with infertility and miscarriage due to PCOS, and I'm now the mom to two beautiful girls. My older sister, six years my senior, got married less than a year ago and started trying almost right after her wedding. She's 41 and her husband is 35. She has no diagnosis and has always had very regular cycles, but she's already had two, likely three, one suspected chemical pregnancy miscarriages in the past eight months. Mm. She's decided to work with a regular OB on this who has told her they can do whatever testing she may need. She's already done some testing. I'm concerned because I know how long this all takes and the many unexpected turns it can take. We've spoken about seeking advice from an RE and she recently did have a telehealth appointment with one. The RE recommended IVF based on her age and likely an issue of egg quality since she has been able to conceive quite easily. Unfortunately, with COVID, things are on hold right now, but my sister doesn't want to pursue any treatments. She wants to keep trying on her own. I absolutely understand how hard of a decision this is and the complexities of being mentally and physically ready to pursue treatment, but I also know how long it takes and time isn't on her side. Advice for talking with her without coming off as condescending slash not sensitive, especially coming from a younger sister. I've tried sharing more of my own experience, but I'm having a hard time knowing what and how to say things. The pain of infertility is terrible and seeing her go through more losses pains me. I know there's no guarantee with IVF, but there is more information. Thanks for any thoughts on this. Well, I mean, first of all, uh, during this uh, pandemic, I think, uh, sure, she should keep trying at home. Why not? Yeah. Uh, and second of all, I mean, it's it's there's a lot of factors to when, considering IVF, I think, as everyone listening to this knows. You've got the financial factor. Then you've got this mental barrier to get over. Where you're like, I'm not whole. I can't have a baby accidentally. Yeah. I need people to help me. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people have a lot of denial, for sure. Um, and that's totally normal. And I think it's also a situation of like, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Yes. Like, you can tell your sister everything you know about infertility and IVF and like ultimately she has to be the one to decide that she wants to do it. So I feel like you have given her all the information she needs. Like you have done what you need to do and now you can't, you can't control what she does. Right. Like she has to make her own decisions. So I feel like you just kind of let it lie at this point. 
And if she has questions for you, she knows she can come to you. Certainly during the pandemic. What else are you going to yeah. do? You know? Yeah. Try at home. Yeah. All right. We got a follow-up email. I like follow-ups. I'll follow up from what? We got an email from a woman named Kate who was responding to an email from someone who was going to have to have a C-section and she was worried about... Emergency C-section versus a regular C-section and her husband not being in the room for the C-section because of the current state of affairs. Yes, and Kate had written in to describe her experience and we expressed surprise that her OB was not the one doing the C-section. That is very true. We were like, "What? what happened? So she says... I wanted to clarify, the surgeon who did my C-section was my OB. Well, thank God. (laughs) I don't know why I called her the surgeon instead of just my doctor. But I guess in the context of the C-section, she just felt more like a surgeon than my personal doctor that day. But I had most of my prenatal visits with her, which is why she was able to give me so much insight into how the day would go, which made me feel like I was in very safe hands with her. Anyway, sorry for the confusion. And I hope my letter helped that writer inner who will be having her baby soon. Oh, and one more positive for her that I forgot to mention. Planned C-section recovery is about a thousand times easier than unplanned. So while she will need to take it easy, the odds are good she'll be back on her feet really soon after. Thanks for the podcast. That is my kind of update. A question answered. Yeah. If anyone else out there has questions answered, please answer them to us. (laughs) Thank you. All right. This next email is from Lauren, who has a question. Hey, guys, just want to note, I've emailed in a few times asking about my husband's blood semen barrier issue, which turned out not to be a factor, and my endometritis, an inflammation of my uterine lining that wouldn't allow an embryo to implant and kept causing me to miscarry. After trying different medicines from September 2017 until I finally got pregnant in June 2018, we had our baby March 1st, 2019, and I can't believe I have a one-year-old now. But anyway, I have two subjects for this email. The first is, is it okay to try to have a baby during the pandemic? Before all this was going on, my husband and I were talking about trying once our daughter was over one. But now I'm struggling with if it's ethical, unethical to do that right now, or am I overthinking it? My concerns are, what if COVID-19 is seasonal and I have a baby during another outbreak? Or what about going to doctor's appointments? I'm torn between not putting my life on hold or potentially putting a new baby at risk. I want to hear your and Matt's thoughts, please. And my second part is for anyone still trying to conceive. My husband and I tried for almost three years with several miscarriages, and it was undoubtedly the most stressful, sad time of my life. But during that time, I just kept thinking my baby is out there in the universe somewhere waiting to join us. Did you guys feel that way? I would always think to myself, I don't know by what means I'll have a baby or when, but I know we'll have one. My heart goes out to everyone whose fertility treatments are on pause right now. Even though we got our baby and are out of infertility health for right now, I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for everyone trying to get their baby. And looking for anything positive always helped me. Stay safe and healthy, guys. Thanks for always podding. Uh, so, let's where we start on that. Is it unethical to try no. to get pregnant now? If you want to have a baby, have a baby. If, if, if COVID-19 is seasonal... The eventuality of uh, better testing, uh, better procedures, hopefully of an eventual vaccine, uh, will all be realities, and life will function. Currently, the problem is no one can get tested, so no one knows who has it, so everyone is uh, vulnerable to the contagion. Yep. 
So that's where it's at right now. This is the first big swoop of it. So we're in the worst of it. But I do think you need to operate under the assumption that for at least the next year, things are going to be wonky. Yeah. And that means everything from, well, I'll just wear masks to, you know, doctor's offices might cut their appointments in half to have less people in the waiting room. It's just, you know, all kinds of weirdness. Yeah. Or seemingly weirdness to us. So, yeah, you should be aware of that. Don't think it's selfish. If you get pregnant, you get pregnant, and then you'll deal with it. Yeah. Now, what else was the question? Did you feel like there, your baby was out no. there in the universe? Did you? No. Neither of us felt like our baby was out there in the universe. Uh, you know, I mean, there was a real period of time where I just was like, oh, I guess we're just not going to have kids, and we're just going to have Bo and maybe get another dog and be dog people. Yeah. Um, it'd be a lot cheaper right now. Yeah, it would be. We'd probably still be in the old house. Yeah. Oh, no, we'd probably be in the house we own. Yeah. Because we be? wouldn't have spent $100,000 <laughs> on IVF. Yeah. Um, damn you, Henry. So it never felt like it was a, it was a foregone conclusion or an inevitability. Um, it was always just, but it was, it always did feel like we were just taking it as it was coming with no real idea of how it was going to turn out. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you for your email, Lauren. You're very welcome. Oh, I didn't write it. No. Lauren did. Okay. Hi, Dorian Matt. You were saying you wanted to hear how people are doing during this pandemic, and I think my experience has been a little different than most others. Before all this started, I was the manager of an independent used bookstore. Retail manager was never something I wanted to be, but I've worked at this store for over 10 years now, despite job hunting and a few interviews that went nowhere. Back when I graduated college with my art degree, I wanted to be an illustrator of children's books. Fast forward to today, and I've not been let go, but the bookstore is temporarily closed until further notice. I finally have what I've been wanting for over 10 years. Time to pursue my illustration and my many other interests, as well as time to slow down and live at a more quiet pace. Against a background of fear and grief that many of us are feeling because of the pandemic, I'm also experiencing being happier than I've been in years. I'm working on writing and illustrating a graphic novel, a project which I started one year ago, but have wanted to start for years and which gives me a strong feeling of purpose. I'm gardening, doing home improvement projects that are long overdue, teaching myself things like carpentry. I built a bench last week, writing a daily journal, etc., etc. At this time, my fear is actually that I will have to go back to work. Part of me hopes that the bookstore doesn't make it through this and has to close. Another part of me feels terrible for wishing that and makes me think I should just quit my job. I'm very fortunate in that my husband can work from home right now. He's in IT. And we would be able to live on his income alone if we had to, but I just don't know if I could really leave my job without feeling very guilty for not providing income. So that's my story. Thank you so much for years of entertaining podcasting. I look forward to many more. And that's from me in 1,300 square feet in Salem, Massachusetts, with a husband and an elderly chihuahua. Look, here's the real deal. I feel exactly like she does. 
now I'm a little confused because I would have been off right now anyway. Right. So I don't know if I'm just feeling my normal hiatus feelings or if I'm like, how could this be my life? I don't know. So there's always guilt when you're like, oh, I'm enjoying this. So I feel I feel guilty because there are people who are going through hell right now. And I'm currently like puttering about like a retired gentleman. <laughs> Fixing weird things in the house. <laughs> building bookcases. <laughs> um, you know. Last week I put out stones, you know, for the for the mud. I cut half a wall of ivy down. Yep, yep, you did do that. Like it's just like I don't. This is what I I like to do. This kind of thing, which is like not indicative of of a real world where I could actually just do that. Not until I'm like I don't know sixty. Right. So it's that I always feel guilty. Every day I feel, every day I feel happiness. I feel guilt along with it. Mm, Catholicism at work, probably. So you're not alone in your feeling of guilt. I just want to say that. I know you didn't ask that question, but yeah. What do you think she should do? Well, I mean, it sounds interesting. Like you're in the Let's say the bookstore reopens and you have to go back to work. I think maybe you go back to work with the with the guys of like having an exit strategy. Yeah. So, not, you know, you can't don't 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 fight happiness. Don't begrudge yourself for being happy. And if you see a path to a more permanent happiness, I think you should do whatever you can in your power to uh, gracefully get there. Don't get there in a way that burns bridges or or harms other people, but gracefully uh, arrive at that happiness best you can. That seems wise. I like this idea of if you go back, have an exit strategy. Yeah. Now what does that mean? You're only going to work a month. I don't know. Maybe it means you're like, say they reopen in, in July and you're like, I will work through the busy, uh, return of the school year time of books. I don't know when the hot time is for books, but uh, with an eye on like in November, I'll be out. Probably holidays. The busy time. For okay. Books. Don't drag it through to January. I don't know. But but what I'm saying is like go back with a with an exit strategy, and that way going back won't feel like a death sentence. I like that. We should take a break. Okay. That was an abrupt break. Yep. We returned. We're back. Hello. Hello. All right. This next email is from Justine, and she writes: We have a drainage issue as well. Oh, tell me about it. For parts of our yard, we have ordered willow hybrids to add privacy and soak up the standing water. For the other spots where we don't want a giant tree, we are digging dry wells. 
We are not using a container. We are simply digging a deep hole and filling it with crushed stone wrapped in filter fabric. Interesting. There is one that was already existing when we bought the house. I'm not sure how deep it is, but we have pumped down the pool a few inches multiple times into the hole and it's never overflown. Wow. Good luck, Justine. And she's in 2,300 square feet in Abington, Massachusetts, south of Boston. Justine. That, that, that was, a, for some reason, a very interesting email because I've also been thinking about the pool. With my husband, nine-month-old dog and cat. Like what to do if that overflows. Mm. Tell you where I can't drain it. That patch of mud. Nope. I did like put a couple big holes in there. Hoping Maybe you need some some, of it. some crushed stone wrapped in filter fabric. Well, I didn't do like holes that big, although, you know, I'd like to. I wish I owned the yard. <laughs> All right. This is from Christine, who has a suggestion of what to tell people to get her kids for presents. Okay. For people who don't want stuff. Yes. I always tell people the best gifts for my kids would be a helium balloon and a box of Band-Aids. Kids love Band-Aids, and a Mylar balloon is a special treat, but neither have to stay in the house long term. Christine, mom of four with too much stuff. <laughs> but not apparently not too much band-aid not too many band-aids no you can never have too many band-aids when it comes to children apparently uh good to know what henry was like uh we're putting up shelves in henry's room today another puttering about situation uh shelves that we've had since he i think i got them before before he was, he born. was born so obviously over a year old these shelves and then i cleaned out the fridge again real puttering about kind of a situation on a sunday morning uh but i thought he'd be more interested in the happenings of putting up the shelves he wasn't but he really. did not give a shit no he was more interested in like can i knock things over can i chew on the cardboard Oh, there's the plastic. Apparently, was yes, I can yes. chew on the cardboard. Mm-hmm. He eats everything. Yep. Oh, I noticed today on the windowsill. You know how I drilled those things in? Yeah. There's one screw that I need to sink more because he's fine. He knows where it is. He goes to it and he like tries to like oh chip his tooth on. Oh my god! He's he's a monster. <laughs> he's a little out of control. And then, you know, today I saw him, I was in the playroom with him, we are hanging out, mom was having her lunch, and Henry and I were just sitting there, and then I watched him just go, stick his tongue, and go, ah, and then proceed to walk the distance back and forth of the window, just licking <laughs> the plastic windowsill, like the, plas- the plexi covering I had put over the windowsill, uh. just back and forth, go, ah. <laughs> So, so he's gross. He's a real weird little, <laughs> little weirdo. Yeah, I wonder when the phase of putting everything in your mouth ends. Does anyone know? Thank you. People must know. Please tell us because it's driving me crazy. <laughs> What's going on with those four kids in Abington? Did you have any licking kids? Did you have any kids that constantly were eating things? You just combined two listeners. Oh, where are the four kids? She doesn't say. Okay, well, where are those four kids? Are they licking things? Yeah, who knows? I just need a, I just need a larger sample group. <laughs> um, all right. Now, Katie wrote in to say, we just finished a virtual trivia night with Ari. 
Ari, oh my God, Ari Halpern. And it was so much fun. So glad you all dropped his name again recently and mentioned he was doing trivia nights via Zoom. We aren't in the LA area, so I never would have thought to use him otherwise. We all had a blast and it was a nice change of pace from all the other virtual gatherings we've done over the last few weeks. Cheers, Katie. So look, if you're looking to throw some sort of a gathering in the Zoom sense, uh, Ari over at uh, Superscript Trivia is uh he's running trivia nights not in person right now over the internet yeah uh it's pretty wild he's figured it all out he break he does draws groups automatically like uh um, yeah zoom can assign people to breakout rooms yeah and he can they can go there to talk about their what their things are and then come back and then he scores it and it's like everyone i've talked to who's done this with him over the over the internet says it's fucking great so if you're looking for something to do i wanted to do it and matt said no yep i said no because he is a killjoy i am puttering about he doesn't like to do anything fun i've got no time especially if it's something unless i need to putter that i want to do that's not true okay i built that thing for you Mm -hmm. acts of service ladies and gentlemen how about fun acts of service i think acts of service are fun what do you think about that whoa so you know what else can i build all right well that brings us to the end of the show wow it went by so quick it did because it's sunday fun day everyone um reminder you can support us on patreon we are still doing patreon episodes you get up to two bonus episodes per month at patreon.com slash excellent adventure we are very grateful for all of our patreon supporters and if you support us at the $5 level or above, in addition to bonus episodes, you get your name read on the podcast each month. And you also get the old back catalog of the Patreon episodes. So many episodes there. If you're bored, looking for something to listen to, there's a whole world of wackiness for you. Yep. With Dory and I. So thank you to the following people. Uh, Robert Olson. Sabrina Stern. Sadie. I can't see it, honey. It's so far. Such a tiny screen. Oh, no. Thank you. She made it bigger. She embiggened it for me. Oh, Sadie Massa. Sandra M. Sarah Prager. Sarah Rice-Dedlong. Sarah Lewis. Sarah Swift. Cherry Olson. SJV. Stephen Azar. Tanya Kershemin. The Holterman Clan. The Kembles. Tracy Jury. Wolf Fox. Amanda Schramm. Uh, some Anonymous. One of them's in Brooklyn. Bradley Johnson. Brian Gusky. Christina. Claire Dealey. Crescent Martin. Danielle Nusiforo. Deanna McLean. Eliza. Elizabeth Kamani. Freya. Gita Drury. Holly Purpura. Jane Ennis. Jennifer T. Brennan. Jenny Fick. Joanna Reinwald. Jordan Hamesley. Kaylee Hendrickson. Karen Perlman. Katie. Katie Combs Pritchard. Katie Joyner. Carrie L. Kristen Anderson. Laura. Laura Bennett. Lauren Kay. Lauren Schultz. Lynn Nugent. M. Upshur. Mara Foss. And Maria Bishop. Thank you all so very much. We really appreciate you. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, we'll see you. We'll see what we putter about to next week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started.